We are live. Welcome to episode 10 of the High Slot Podcast. I'm here today, as always, with the boys, Bob Deuce. How are we? Snipsky. Yes, sir. Our behind-the-scenes guy, Jay Butts. How you doing, boys? And myself, Andrew Coco Curry. The boys got a new look today. We got the fresh jerseys that just rolled in. Bob, you want to show those off? Oh, Bob, absolutely. Bob and Snipsky. Oh, it's a little... Uh... To the uh, names on the back. Hey. Oh, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Snipsky. Snipsky Finney. Yeah, so if uh, anyone's interested in their own custom jersey, just hit us up. DM on Instagram, Twitter, whatever's easiest for you. We'll get you your own custom high slot jersey. How you boys feeling today? We had a uh, bit of a night last night. Uh, yeah, to say the least. Uh if everyone um, is following our socials and everything, we uh, we partied a little bit with the Boston Pride last night. Congratulations on back-to-back Isabel Cups. Back-to-back. And uh, hell of a game last night, too, boys. 8-1 win for the um, Bees. And, uh, yeah, it was a great night. Definitely still feeling it. Uh, how about you, Vinny? What's up? Uh, hell of a night last night for the boys. Uh, raised the uh, Isabel, you know, up in the rafters, too. Nice seats. Hell of a win for uh, the Bruins. Seven goal, or no, eight goals yeah, for the Bruins. Eight, yeah, eight. Jesus. But yeah, no, uh, the boys didn't have to work yesterday. I got up and at them, you know, roughed it out, but I'm here. Yeah, Snipsky was a trooper. What was it like midnight? <laughs> Snipsky's like, boys, I got to catch an Uber home. I got work in like four hours. I was like, yeah, I banged out at five o'clock. <laughs> but yeah, boys had themselves a night. We ended up at the Bees game last night with the Pride. Shout out the Pride for um, the hospitality. We got to uh, see the Izzy Cup in person. And uh, yeah, she's even more beautiful in person. Shout out Colleen Coyne, the uh, president of the Boston Pride. She was good to us. She took care of the boys last night. But yeah, back to back for the Pride. It, boys had themselves a night. Absolutely. We want to officially announce our new sponsorship with At Ease Barbershop. I'm sure some of you might have seen on social media already. Our guy Linsky over at Ad Ease posted the uh, one chip challenge video and announced the official sponsorship. With but what, what's the deal with that one chip, dude? That looks absolutely miserable, dude. So like, I had dinner before that, and within ten minutes, I was literally over the throwing up. Whole body was like so hot. I. I don't recommend it with anyone. I don't know how Linsky did that haircut. Yeah, it was actually really impressive. He went like, what, was it 35 minutes straight without like anything? Literally without a single like sip of anything. Yeah, that was crazy. Insane. Like the haircut came out pretty good. So yeah, gave Craig the fresh mullet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I told him he should have just shaved it. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. He's like, fuck it. And he's like hurting wicked bad. He's just like, just like Especially taking his anger out on his Craig hair. Craig did to me, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Craig did you foul, dude. Dirty. Yeah, Butts looks like he had a rough, rough time with that one chip challenge. Linsky, yeah, he toughed it out. He gave a whole haircut after taking down the chip. What's that thing called? Um, I forget what it was called, Dude, but, but it's like the one chip challenge on social media. It's uh, it's like the hottest, <laughs> yeah, like it's like a million something like imbeciles. Oh, dude, it was nuts. Yeah, uh, you couldn't pay me to do that shit, dude. I- I'm all set. But yeah, so the official sponsorship with Addie's Barbershop. So before we get into the hockey talk. We should have a quick word from our sponsor. So have you looked in the mirror lately and thought to yourself, wow, I look like a bum? Then head over to Addie's Barbershop located in Quincy or their brand new location that just opened up in Stoughton. Go see our guy Linsky and other certified master barbers who are all able to do all different types of hairstyles and haircuts. 
They have serviced many different types of hair textures, and there is nothing that they cannot do when it comes to barbering. They offer their clients a wide range of services from straight razor shaving, hair styling, beard grooming, and even eyebrow trimming for those of you with those bushy brows. They also specialize in fresh fades, tapers, designs, mullets, business cuts, men's regulars, and plenty more. To avoid those long waits and lines, book your appointment now at www.ateasebarbershop.com. Go over to Addie's Barbershop today. Our guy Linsky will have you looking good and feeling good so you can be wheeling and dealing on a Friday or Saturday night, if you know what I'm saying. So that's yeah. at Ease Barbershop. Go ahead, go, go ahead over to them. Get yourself a fresh cut. Linsky's our guy. He'll take care of you. I might have to go over there, man. I got to tame the mane I got going. I haven't, got a, hair- got, the I haven't had a haircut in like seven months. Dude, he kills it. Yeah, I know. Like I've seen like all of his uh, all of his haircut like videos and stuff. I'm like, all right, this kid's like legit. I gotta go over and definitely uh, see what's good. Give myself a pat on the back there for that ad read and not, yeah. not butchering that. That was a long one, <laughs> dude. I definitely would have stuttered like seven <laughs> times there in that. It's a little nervous. <laughs> I was a little nervous. Not gonna lie. Over under stutters for Bob with like six and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Over. <laughs> yeah, so bury that over. <laughs> so why don't we get into the hockey talk? So one of, if not the hottest team in the NHL right now, is the Minnesota Wild. They've won seven straight games, and they look as solid as ever. We talked about it last week um, with our deadline podcast. They just acquired Marc-Andre Fleury at the deadline. Fleury's 2-0 since joining the team. What's our thoughts on the Minnesota Wild as of late? Are they back? Yeah, ever since they got Flower, definitely lit a fire under Cam Talbot's um, behind because he definitely... Wasn't really producing after the All-Star break. He was an All-Star this year, obviously. And he just posted a shutout, like, right after they got Flower. Flower comes in, does his job. And everyone just rallying around him. And, the, like, they, like everyone that at the deadline that they picked up have been, uh, have been producing well. Yeah, the Wild, like, they kind of hit, like, a rough patch before the deadline. And their goaltending was kind of letting them down, you know, cocking in. And then they sent him to San Jose, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was actually there. I I said on prior pods that I liked both Talbot and uh, Kockinen. And then they just, like, fell off right after the All-Star break, both of them. But, yeah, like Bob said, getting Flurry was a game changer for Talbot because it's like, hey, who's not, whose net is it going to be come playoff time? You know, and they're both competing. Yeah, we. I know we've preached before the importance of having two solid goaltenders, especially as you head into the playoffs. Like if one goalie's not playing well, then you turn it over to the next guy and you know, hopefully they step it up. But yeah, I'd say I think it was right around the deadline, dude, the Wild looked as good as ever. Um, and then kind of post-deadline, they, they kind of were struggling for a bit. I think, yeah, Cam Talbot wasn't playing his best. Uh, but yeah, since they grabbed Flurry, you know, like Bob said, he's kind of had a fire lit under his ass. Shut out in the first game. So it's always good to have some competition, you know, kind of keep you in check. Like Talbot probably got, got a reality check and was like, you know, my job isn't safe right now. And, you know, Fleury's going to come in. He's going to do his thing. Fleury's got the fourth most playoff wins in NHL history. So he's going to be a big key for them in the playoffs. And I don't know if you guys saw, I think it was his first or second game. He was uh, the first star of the game. And when he came out, the fans threw flowers on the ice oh, for him yeah, after the game. Right, That's yeah. Pretty cool to see. He got a warm welcome in Minnesota. I'm sure they were fired up that they got Flurry, and I don't really think anyone saw that trade coming. By the way, no one did. And yeah, he's a legend, man. Having a future Hall of Famer and like yeah. in the net for you is that you definitely get to play in front of him and 
try to win every night, be way more competitive because now they they definitely they definitely believe before, but now like with this, they definitely believe they yeah. can make a run for it. I mean, th- there is legit a contender as anyone, especially in the West. I know Colorado is gonna be a tough team to beat, but dude, Minnesota, dude, them in a seven game series, that team is tough, dude. They they they're gritty. They have the skill. Now they got the goaltending. Billy G yeah, knows what he's I, doing over I there, man. Billy say, G. <laughs> I was gonna say Billy Garen, like. He knew the weakness on this team. That's why he didn't really make any other moves because they're solid in the back end and their forwards are nasty. So, like, they were just really missing some experienced goaltending. Uh, like you said, uh, what, three cups with Flurry, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, like, he can get you there. And uh, he was on a bad team. He goes to a playoff team. You're going to get more out of him yep. than, than the Blackhawks would. Like, Absolutely. So another team that has been surprisingly hot is the Buffalo Sabres. One year ago today, the Sabres were on an 18-game winless streak. Now the surging Sabres are on an 8-3-2 roll this month. Buffalo is on the cusp of missing the playoffs for an NHL record 11th straight season, but their play as of late has finally given the fans something to be excited about. What's your boys' thoughts on the surging Sabres? Yeah, ever since the trade deadline, Peyton Krebs, Alex Tuck, Great additions. They've been absolutely just lighting up the score sheet ever since they went to Buffalo. Uh, yeah, like, I, I honestly, it definitely caught me by a surprise a little bit. They got Olsen back as well. He was hurt for a while. He's been scoring. He has an absolute missile of a shot. So, yeah, like, I, I kind of like the future, like, what's what's going to be um, gonna be in the future for the, for the Sabres for sure. Uh, yeah, I love the Sabres. I, I've been betting on them like ever since that, uh, Heritage Classic. And They've been underdogs like every yeah, single game. And it, like yeah, once yeah. I saw them on the Heritage Classic beat the Leafs, I was like, oh man, I was like, they were heavy underdogs. Whoever placed a bet on them that day made a lot of money. But like ever since then, I've, I've been like loving this team. Like Krebs, Thompson, Olofsson, uh, Hinostra, Vinny Hinostra. He's been playing good too. Yeah. Like Rasmus Dahl on the back end. He's yeah. really started picking it up. Like their goaltending's all right. They got like Craig mm-hmm. Anderson, who is like sturdy in net for an old guy. Was he like 40? But yeah, yeah he's at yeah. least 40. Like their yeah. transition and something's something's brewing down up there in Buffalo. Like I like I said earlier, I like last part, I think Bob mentioned it saying I, I called that Buffalo might have won this trade with the Eichel. So I mean it, it's it's paying off right now, it, not for the Knights. Right, yeah, Knights are a completely different story. That yeah. that trade, it's looking like it's in Buffalo's favor as yeah. of right now. So Like talk, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So the Sabres, they've been impressive lately. They beat the Leafs twice. They beat Calgary last week. They're getting a lot of production from some of their young guys. Like you said, Tage Thompson, he just scored his 30th goal of the season tonight. Rasmus Dahlin, Jeff Skinner, uh, Cousins. Tuck's been a huge addition for that team. Uh, the future's looking bright in Buffalo for the first time in a long time. Oh, yeah, I'd be really, really, like, excited if I was a Sabres fan right now, just the way, because, like, the future, the future looks bright over there in Buffalo, for sure. So, the Pittsburgh Penguins became the first team in the salary cap era to score at least 11 goals in a game with their 11-2 shit-pumping over the Detroit Red Wings on Sunday. The last team to accomplish this feat was the Washington Capitals back in 2003 when they pummeled the Florida Panthers 12-2. I don't know if you boys caught the game at all, but what are your thoughts on uh, Pittsburgh's impressive show in the 11-goal game? Yeah, again, another team that loaded up in the trade deadline. You got Ricard Raquel. And who else did they? They grabbed someone at, like, I, I think Ricard Raquel was, like, the big name that they signed, right? Yeah, or, like, not signed, traded for. But, yeah, that, that guy is nasty. 
the whole team is just like when Malkin and, and Crosby are out there together, like fully healthy, Brian Russ is pretty, pretty good. Uh, Tristan Jari, like bounce back year this year. He wasn't, he wasn't great he's last been year sturdy. and this year he's a Vesna um, candidate. So yeah, like the, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins are definitely uh, going to be a tough out in the playoffs, just the way they've been playing. They've been clicking and the, 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 like, you can't count out of, out of games when they lose, they lose by like one or two, maybe. And they're never really blown out. I would say from what my understanding. And yeah, that was an absolute shit bump. I didn't watch the game, but like not even really surprised. Yeah. I think the pens, they're loading up for another cup run. Um, but yeah, that game against the Red Wings, it was literally point night for uh, the Penguins. Malkin had a hat trick and an assist. Crosby, Raquel, Brian Rust, Teddy Bluger, and Chris Letang all racked up three points apiece. And only two of the 18 Pittsburgh skaters who dressed for that game um, failed to re- record a point. And it was defenseman Brian Dumoulin and Marcus Patterson. Everyone else at least had a point that night. That's insane. Yeah, no, like, I'm not really surprised with, like, the high score on their wings stink, like, with goalies, but, like... The wings are yeah, like, yeah, struggles. Yeah, struggles yeah, city. yeah. I think it has more to do with the wings, but the Penguins, like, they handle in business like they should, you know? Like, they got two Hall of Famers, Malkin, Crosby, and then they added Raquel from Anaheim that's an absolute stud. He's, he's crafty. Yeah, dude. he's, he's like, more of a finesse guy than, like, he'll go out there and, like, he won't hit. He won't go out there and play really that physical. But, yeah, no, I like the ad for them. It's just, man, like, a team like the Rangers that they're, like, kind of might be matched up with is, like, yeah. loaded up heavy, like, got cops. So, it's – yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that would be an unreal uh, playoff matchup, Rangers-Pens. Yeah. And it, it's looking like it might shape up that way. The, the Met is really tight right now. Uh, but yeah, that'd be a hell of a series. I, I feel like that one would go seven. Oh, like hundred percent will go seven. Yeah, the tilts they've had this year have been real tight. Yeah, yeah, I've I've never seen like the field be so like evenly spread out than it you know in recent years. Like usually there's like one team who stands out and is like the heavy favorite. But right now it's like it's anyone's to anyone's cup this year. You know, it's really like who's gonna step up come playoff time. Yeah, there's about what a dozen games left in the regular season, so. Playoffs is right around the corner. It's going to be a hell of a Stanley Cup playoffs this year. There's like eight teams in the East that could win. The yeah. East is just yeah, stacked, loaded. Yeah. They're loaded. It's going to be a gauntlet coming out of the East, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. So the Calgary Flames beat the Edmonton Oilers 9-5 to in a wild game in the Battle of Alberta last Saturday night. There was a lot of action in this one. It was a back-and-forth affair for majority of the game until the Flames pulled away late. Leon Dreisaitl had a hat trick for the Oilers, but was negative four on the night. And Connor McDavid was also dash four, which was a career worst for him. Noah Hannafin played in his 500th NHL game that night at just 25 years old. Uh, he's the fifth youngest defenseman in NHL history to reach that milestone. Uh, I know you boys were watching that Battle of Alberta. What were your thoughts on the game? I mean, it was tough because we took the Oilers on that for the professors of puck, but... uh yeah, that was a nuts game. That like that reminded me of like games that I played when I, when I like we all grew grew up watching like all, all these games, obviously. And then we it's like Quincy sixty seven versus Waymo Sharks, dude. Yeah, dude, that was nuts. That was like senior year. Yeah, it was like kind of a game like that. It reminded me of that that kind of game. And yeah, a lot of offense. There was a lot of like big hits and everything because it's a battle of Alberta. It's like bloodshed pretty much every night when they when they play each other. It's a huge rivalry, obviously. And uh, yeah, like I don't know what the goalies were doing that day, but. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> yeah, the goal, like, they might as well have showed up with an empty net. Uh, the yeah, Oilers. put a shooter tutor in that, Like, dude. the Oilers, <laughs> yeah. goal, the, the Oilers goalies is, like, Koskinen had 12 saves, 
five goals against, seven saves. And then you got Mike Smith, 26 saves, four goals, tw- uh, uh, no, shots against his 26, 22 uh, saves. But, yeah, no, like, it might as well, like, not even showing up. But, like, they both, like, scored enough goals to both win the game, you know. Like, the Oilers still put five on Markstrom. But, yeah, no, they <laughs> – the Flames came to play and really buried the Oilers that night. Yeah, that yeah. was. Dude, after that game, Mike Smith and Koskinen should both have to register as legally blind, dude. That was <laughs> horrible, dude. That performance in that pile ons. Um, one thing I like continue to be impressed about is um the Johnny Goudreau line, him, Lindholm, yeah. and um Maddie Kachuk. Elias They've been Lindholm. the best line in the NHL all year. Um Johnny Goudreau and Lindholm are tied for the NHL lead plus 49 right this year. yeah i saw it. yeah they were getting whatever they wanted yeah against right. the Oilers. it's like oilers would answer you roll out johnny uh Goudreau's line boom you know goal right back up take you the can't lead like, hit johnny hockey no yeah, you can't. like he, he's a serious um heart trophy candidate he could be mvp yeah he's killing yeah, he's it he's having yeah. a hell of a season uh, elias lindholm like he just sits in the high slot how are you and just rips <laughs> pucks Bar down Dude, every single time he plays. Dude, it's insane. Like, if you see his goals, they're all just snipes, like, top right, bar down. Like, the guy's an absolute missile. Like, that line just, like, clicking on all cylinders. And, like, their second, third, and fourth line are all stacked, too. But, like, that first line especially just been, like, it's like they're playing pickup hour out there, you know, point night, yeah. every night. Point night. Yeah, I heard uh, the the Flames were in on Hampus. Before dude, we swooped they in, dude, yeah. Holy hell. yo, <laughs> yo, that would be a lock for the West. Like that'd be a lock. Yeah. So last night we saw a bunch of milestones. Uh, last night, as Toronto's Austin Matthews became the first player to fifty goals this year, Connor McDavid became the first player to reach hundred points this season, and Jonathan Huberdeau set an NHL record for most assists ever in a single season by a left winger with seventy-one assists. Um, it doesn't really surprise me too much because these guys have been playing at a high caliber for, you know, many years. But any thoughts on uh, any of these milestones that were reached last night? I'm all surprised. All those players are incredible. Yeah, those those are big names. Those are yeah. household names. They've been producing for years. Exactly. Like, the Huberto thing, we called it, like, earlier in the pod. I mean, like, kind of, like, we didn't really call it. Like, I feel like it's, like, it was inevitable he was going to break that record. Because they even said, like, in the beginning of the year that like, he was on pace to, like, just, like, shatter, shatter, that, it, yeah. shatter that record. And he did it, so... Yeah, like Huberto is an absolute magician with the puck. Matthews scores at will. It's I'm not even surprised <laughs> to be honest. Like, a great player. I mean, yeah, Matthews has 50 goals this year. It's impressive, but can he help the Leafs get out of the first round? That's really gonna be the big thing. He can score as many goals yeah. as you want in the regular season, but is he gonna show up in the playoffs? And that goes for really all the Leafs. Yeah, it's not just him; it's everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm more impressed with Huberto, like, with what he's done, like, 71 assists. Like, I like he's got Barkov probably on his line, and, like, I mean, those – the Panthers are good, but, like, I feel like the Leafs are more loaded. Like, there's other teams that are more, more loaded than the Panthers, I think, with, with what we're talking about. Like, yeah. Matthews has way more help, you know what I mean? But yeah. – yeah, no, the thing is, this is the more impressive thing to me just because I think Matthews is like, yeah, okay, of course he scored 50. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not surprised. But, yeah, no, I just – yeah, that's that's what I got. Yeah, I mean, McDavid, 
It's just really McDavid just being McDavid at this yeah. point. Like, yeah, that like, too. That too. It's like those two things are like, all right, whatever. Like we know that's going to happen. I, I mean, it just, like. it just goes to show like how good McDavid is. I mean, he's called yeah. McJesus for a reason, but just like, oh, yeah, another 100-point season right, for McDavid. Right. It's actually – it was his um, fifth straight 100-point season for, yeah, for him. Yeah, he's nuts. And yeah, he's – um. I think he's only two seasons behind uh, Gretzky. I think Gretzky has like eight. 100 point seasons like there's like there's like a laundry list of people that are like five six eight like in between so yeah he's definitely got to break that though 100 percent, dude he still has so much left in his career yeah and then jonathan huberdo he's just in my opinion hands down best passer in the league right now like yeah. that guy's just you know finding guys on you know ridiculous passes yeah. like he's He's his legit just playmaker, Jonathan Huberto. A bunch of no look like Spinner M and his on Yeah, they're like, flashy too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh hell yeah! So why don't we jump into the Bruins talk? It's been a while since we've talked about our hometown Boston Bruins. Um, the Boston Bruins uh, forward Taylor Hall he was fined a league maximum five thousand dollars for roughing Toronto Maple Leafs defenseman Ilya Labushkin late in the second period of Toronto's six to four win over the Bees. Hall retaliated after the Russian blue liner hit him from behind near the boards. The officials then handed Hall a minor penalty. What are your boys' thoughts on this? Hall getting the 5K uh, fine. Dog shit fine. Dog shit. Like, I don't, like, he got hit from behind. Brutal hit from behind. And, dude, Will Smith, like, his his slap was way more, <laughs> way more, like... Violent. Yeah, yeah. violent than that. That was, a little, that was, like, a little a bit of a tap on the face compared to that. Yeah, Dude, everyone was saying it was a sucker punch. No. It's like, dude. No. He literally like face washed him maybe like at best. And then the guy's like laying on the ground like a little fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like when I saw, I woke up in my bed and I saw that. It said 5K fine for Taylor Hall. And I was like, for what, dude? And I like saw the video. I'm like, are you serious? Like they're really like going to find him for that. The consistency with the, with like the um, player safety is like so bad. Here's Honestly. my thing. I know I've ranted about this before, but you got Nathan McKinnon out there getting away with goddamn murder, yeah, yeah. dude. Murder. Guy hasn't been suspended, fined nothing all year. He's slashing officials. Like, and then you're going to find like Taylor Hall, who's known to not be a physical player whatsoever. Like, Obviously, he's pissed. He got ran from behind right in front of the board. And we're losing, too. Could have been a crucial injury. You know yeah. what I mean? Like That was kind of a scum play. They don't call anything on that. Like, Yeah, of course, he's going to retaliate, but like I don't know. It wasn't a sucker punch like everyone's saying. And the yeah, fact that he got, all the Leafs fans the are fact saying he that. got 5K fine, like, that's a joke, dude. It's laughable. Yeah, the Leafs fans probably called the cops after that happened. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, hate, I hate it because, like, honestly, he had his glove on. He just kind of, like, face washed him a little bit. You know what I mean? From behind. He, like, came. It was not a sucker punch. That is no. so. Like, if he took his glove off with a bare hand and hit the guy in the face. Fine, but this is the NHL. Guys legit fist fight each other and like like dance, like and actually hurt each other. Like he had his glove on, he like gave him a little face wash, the boo skin falls, like does plays up the part, like, oh I'm I got I got hurt. Yeah. Like Halsey has no legit like uh he's never been suspended. That one play earlier this year with McKinnon, it was a bang bang play. Like it wasn't like he did that on purpose yeah. and then like you know, like you're gonna find this guy five thousand dollars. This guy doesn't fight anyone. Like he, he's not a dirty player. Like I mean, you hit someone from behind. What do you expect them not to, you know, react at all? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, no, I, I maybe it's a Bruins reputation thing with Marshan on the team or something. But Halsey, like, that's the last guy I thought he would get fined. Imagine you know? if Marshawn did that oh, instead of. Oh my god. <laughs> it just, it just baffles me, dude. Literally, McKinnon, like. <laughs> 
guy's getting away with murder. He's mugging yeah. people out on the ice. N- no, you know, no, yeah. no suspension. When he slashed nothing. the ref. Yeah. Dude, like that was blatant. Like, you know, he wasn't like trying to hit like the other center. I was legit like, shocked when I saw that footage. I was like, how is this dude not like suspended for like 20 games? Yeah. I mean, whatever. <laughs> 5K. He acts like a psycho. 5K is like a little slap <laughs> on the wrist, dude. And Halsey can probably wipe his ass with that 5K. But like still, yeah. dude, the fact that he even got anything from that, if that was a suspension, we would have rioted. We would have been at NHL headquarters, dude, oh, the yeah. next day. Yep. Uh, we would have went down there personally. I'd been like, I want Batman's head right on stage, <laughs> dude. Yeah, no, it's confusing. Yeah, I know. There's no consistency. Yeah. We've, we've talked about it before, so I won't re- continue my rant here. Right. But, you know, this always fires me up, dude. The consistency that the league is handing out, you know, these fines and suspensions. It's it's a joke. I think they're doing it on purpose to get a rise out of us right now. There's, there's more people talking yeah. about it. Why don't we talk about the Bruins play? Because the Bees have been buzzing lately. They're eight and two in their last ten. They're currently the wild card one for the playoffs, but they're only like a point um, or two behind both Tampa and Toronto. So they could get as high as the two seed before the season ends. Um, they had won four in a row, beating Winnipeg, Montreal, Tampa, and the Islanders before that six to four loss to the Leafs on Tuesday. But then last night. With the boys had the boots on the ground, the bees bounced back in a big way with an eight-one route of the New Jersey Devils. What's your guys' thoughts on the bees' play as of late? Yeah, I mean, other than that Leafs game, we've been playing unbelievable. I love the what the team looks like right now. You got you got Lindholm back there, letting McAvoy sturdy. Do, yeah, sturdy, letting uh, McAvoy do his thing. Um, go up in the play, be more creative offensively. Obviously, you got McAvoy that he still plays good defense as well, but you got Lindholm to be a security blanket back there. Uh, Bruce Cassie just like making a cocktail out of the out of the offensive uh, offensive core, looking great. And yeah. also, I'm gonna add I'm gonna add on to here like the third line. You got the blue collar line. You, you got yeah, oh yeah hard hat yeah yeah your hard hat and lunch pail because you got you got Charlie Cole as the foreman calling the shots. You got Craig Smith with the forklift, the <laughs> m- moving everything around, and then you got T. Freddie with the on the jackhammer out there, like getting the work, getting in the corners, getting the work. So yeah, the blue collar line, and uh, yeah, yeah they've been producing at a high level. I love to see that, it. That line's been grinding. Love their play lately. Yeah, they they turned into the like the heartbeat of like the Bruins, like like the Merlot line back in like 2011, <laughs> like the Craig Campbell, Sean yeah, Thornton, or whatever. You know what I mean? I love it because like Charlie Jane Coyle, Pye. I love Charlie Coyle on on the third line. Like he's just he he screams like hard hat guy, you know, and then oh, he yeah, goes out absolutely. there and, and scores and like. Even though we had Bergeau for a game or two, like we had a couple couple uh, guys filling out there, Studnika one game, and then we had uh, Hall Hall in there, and honestly didn't really like miss a beat that much. I I thought it'd be worse, but yeah, no. The one the one thing I have is the Toronto game six to four. They the defense was so bad, yeah, like they that. Got exposed like, a little yeah, bit. no, like they've been playing great, but like that's a legit team you might see in the playoffs, yeah, and yep. you got you. It just, I want to point out Carl, uh, Carlo. Just you know, it was just it was a tough game yeah, for tough. him against Toronto. Grizzly but too. yeah, He's like and Clifton, like they, I, I think they were just screwing around with the pairs a little bit. They were trying to split up, uh, Lindholm and Cor, uh, no, and McAvoy, and they were trying to like spread it out a little bit. But I think you just keep those two together and just like ride them. Yeah, I mean, that third line is really going to determine how far this team can go in the playoffs. Like, you know what you're going to get out of your big guns, like Bergie, Marshawn, Pasta. They're going to produce night after night. But it's 
Can we get the consistency that we've been seeing from that line? You said like uh, the Coils, the Fredericks, Halla. Like if those guys can keep producing, there's no reason the Bees can't go back to the Cup because they're deep. It's just really – it's going to rely on their play lately. Um, We saw last night um, rookie uh, Mark McLaughlin get into the mix. uh, The BC kid got his first start last night and he buried. First goal, the Bill Ricca native, you know, hometown kid. He, He buried one last night. Who knows what that kid's role is going to be down the stretch. Um, the Bruins also honored Tuka Rask before last night's game. Um, and they just announced this morning he's going to serve as the Bruins corporate ambassador and possibly uh, help coach Bruins goalie Jeremy Swayman. So he's still going to be involved with the team. I guess um, Tuka and um, Swayman had a pretty good relationship uh, throughout the season. Uh, he's been like a mentor to him, so they're going to they're gonna keep him around. Swayman had a lot of good things to say about Tuka nice. and vice versa. Tuka said kind of one of the reasons why Tuka – you know, it's like I need to hang him up. Is is Swayman? He was yeah, he like, yeah, he's like, I can't be out there sixty percent. Um, when I got a guy like Swayman there, I'm taking time away from him. So he kind of reflected Plus on himself. That, that injury, that hip, man. yeah, it's, that's yeah. a like, tough one to come. That's back it. From. You got to be athletic in that, and if you're not a hundred percent, yeah. I know we bashed Tuca in the past, but I mean, when he came out and kind of revealed all this, it kind of made me think a little bit differently about Tuca. But I mean, I'm glad he's gonna stick around. He literally said. Uh, what his role is going to be. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to be like playing golf, like hanging out with the business guys. Like, right, right. It was like, dude, living the life, dude. <laughs> Making six figures, you know. Yeah, I like that a lot, though, because obviously Tuca was an unbelievable goalie. He had like a bunch of stats to show it. Um, Yeah, that's great. Like if, if he wants to mentor him, that's that's unbelievable because obviously, like like I said, he was a great goalie and Swayman is like already like almost at the at that elite level. He's on his way up there and – well, Tuka is here telling him what to do and how to handle like certain situations. Like I like I like the way this is going. Yeah, he like one piece of advice. He was like, "Yeah, don't get too high, and then you know, don't get too low when you have a bad game." So I think that's gonna be good for Swayman to have someone like you know to go to, like especially down the stretch and come playoff time here when you know, the pressure is kind of a little bit heavier on you. He's gonna have Tuka, to, you know, right by his side. You know? yeah, and like also with Olmark as well. Olmark is a little seasoned too. He's been in the league for a little bit, and like they have a great relationship. As well, as you see, like every yeah, time they the win, hugs. They, yeah, the hugs and everything. So, yeah, like I like what's I, – I just like how the team's going right now. Like I think right now we're trending in the way we have to be trending. And uh, especially going into playoffs. Playoffs is right right around the corner, so I like the way it's going. Yeah. Uh, Swayman, like he doesn't look like anything really bothers him too much. You know, yeah. like when he gets, lets up a goal, he just – he never hangs his head really, you know. Like he he's just a happy-go-lucky guy, I think, in yeah. there, you know. Yeah, it's the vibe I get from him. I mean, he had a little tough game uh, against Toronto the other night. But, yeah, like you said, he kind of just brushes it off and is like, whatever, you know, i got to get the next one. That's like the mentality you have to have as a goaltender. Like you can't be short-minded or like get in your head or you're just going to – you're going to struggle, right? Because next thing you know, another one's by and then another one. Yeah. And it's like, no, you, one gets by you, so what? You got to focus on the next shot. You just got to – Final score, just hope you win. You know what I mean? It, it all winning uh, hills all everything. You know. Yeah, you can't be a mental mental measure. You let up four, your team scores five. You know what? Like you got the win. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Just keep them in. Yeah. So bees. I'm looking forward to the playoffs right now. It looks like they're gonna get Florida. In my personal opinion, I don't mind that matchup for us. Florida, nothing against them. They're a great team, strong team. Uh, they're without Ekblad right now. Big loss for yeah. them. So, I mean, I, I think he's supposed to be back for the playoffs, but still, you know, what's his status going to be health-wise? Is he going to be 100%? I think we match up a little better against the Panthers. Um, yeah, they're they're loaded up front, too. I just think we can match up with them. We can play a little more physical with them. 
I don't want to see Tampa, if I'm being honest. I do not want to see Tampa in the playoff just because, you know, they can play however in the regular season, but then come playoff time, Tampa just, like, flips a switch. And it's like, all right, we're back to, you know, the – the, the cup team that we once yeah. were like they may not be as deep this year but yeah. still like i, I want the one thing. i want no part of tampa cooper's amarillo coach like he's yeah. gonna have his boys ready they're back to back come chance for a reason yeah right so i definitely don't want to run into that buzzsaw uh and i wouldn't mind facing toronto i'll take toronto all day yeah they beat us up last night but when it comes playoff time we, we got toronto's yeah number. we'll yeah, be we we're, we're heavy we're, like on the back end, like we can, we can bully them. Yeah, and then they have a lot of pressure on them, you know, to to get out of that first round because you know it's been year after year they can't get out of the first. The, the round. one so team, the all one the pressures on them. The one team that we can't run into is the Canes. If we run to the Canes, we're, screw, we're screwed. If we I think we'll be. I think we'll avoid the Canes. Yeah, I know. I, like I'm not saying yeah. like yeah. like we I, wouldn't I, see them until Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I think yeah, we yeah. Avoid but them. we probably like if we do get that far, we're probably going to see them. I think the I think, Caps are sitting ducks at the yeah, at the second wild card. Yeah, yeah. No, they're like we're pretty much like locked in wild card one. Maybe I mean I'm aiming on third place in the. We're Atlantic. just battling with the Leafs pretty much point for point at this point. Yeah, uh, pretty, yeah. I mean, in Lightning kind of, but I don't know the Lightning. I like them, but like you said, the third line's gone that they had the last couple of years. Coleman, uh, who else they get rid of? I I I know their whole third Yanni line. Gord. Yeah, Yanni yeah. Gord. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, that Tyler whole, Johnson was he on this? Yeah, line maybe. Yeah. He's, he's playing right now yeah. for the um, Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah. So that's the one thing. It, but everything else seems pretty pretty stout for them. Yeah. So you know, bring it on. Can't wait for the playoffs. Give us Florida. Give us Toronto. Uh, Tampa will I'll, I'll wait to see them <laughs> PTSD yeah no literally yeah they beat, they beat us like the past couple of years every time we've seen them in the second round so I'm all set <laughs> all right so with the month winding down we're gonna give our nominees for this month's high slot player of the month for the month of March Bob why don't you start us off who's your nominee for high slot player of the month the handsome Swede Roman Yossi he is handsome he, uh, man rocket. All right, let me read off his um, stats right now. 13 games played in the month month of March. Four goals, 22 assists That's for insane. 26 <laughs> points. Eight penalty minutes, plus 14. Time on ice, logging 25 minutes a game. This guy is an absolute stallion. He just locks you down defensively. As I just said, he his offensive like, production is insane. 22 assists in one month, dude. 13 games played. That led the NHL, right? Yeah, it led. Had it. To him. No, no, no. It's uh, Patrick Kane at 24. Um, actually, no, no, my bad. I'm reading the wrong column. It, no, yeah, he, he was leading it. Yep, 22 assists. Yeah. Um, yeah, like like he's one. He's one of the reasons why the Preds are even in a playoff posi- in the playoff position. So All it's right. like because I'm think they're wild card two in the West right now, and. Uh, a wild card one, either one. I know they're a wild card team, and so like, I think they're one. Yeah. yeah, I think they're one. I think Dallas stars, two. stars yeah. two. Yep. Yeah. So Knight, Knights choked that away. Oh yeah. Oh Good yeah. Time. Uh yeah. But I like I love my my nomination. I, like I, lo- I I've always loved Roman Yossi, and I think he's kind of edging his way into the top of the Norris talks right now with Cam McCarr. To say, what do you think about him for the Norris? Cam McCarr might be sweating right now. Yeah, those are two guys that are like uh, yeah, two guys that are well deserved of it. Um. Roman Yossi already has the um, a Norris under him. He won in twenty nineteen or twenty no, it was twenty twenty. He won in twenty twenty, and uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a second one. Snipsky, who you got for high slot play of the month? Ah, uh, Johnny Ham and Chi. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny Gaudreau, man. He 
he's un- unstoppable, dude. He he's got ten goals, thirteen assists, twenty three points this month. Nuts. He he's crazy. But like that whole uh, Calgary squad, though, he's like kind of the heartbeat. I think when he gets when they get uh, uh, get going on offense, obviously, like we were talking talking about earlier with uh, what Lindholm and uh, Kachuk. Kachuk yeah, that line's positive. Yeah, no, you got Kachuk the Debo on the line. If you ever touched Johnny Gaudreau, you're probably dead. <laughs> On, yeah. on, on, <laughs> you're, you're on site dead probably by Kachuk. And then when home and Gaudreau just play, uh, they just touch pass it to each other and just diddle. Diddle, diddle. <laughs> so, Uncle Diddle. I'll give you my high slot player of the month nominee. I'm going Patrick Kane, Chicago Blackhawks. Kaner. In 13 games, he had five goals, 21 assists, which were second for the NHL this month in assists. 26 points, which was also second in the NHL. He was plus eight on a Chicago Blackhawks team that is literally putrid. That's impressive. So the fact that he's plus eight when, like, I don't even – like, how many games the Blackhawks won this month? Two? Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're bad. They're yeah. really bad. Um, so I, And this is a whole different story, but, you know, he, he needs to get out of there, I think. I, I kind of hope he goes he, back yeah, to the Yeah, they contender. got rid of – what's his name? Brought him to uh, Lightning. Yeah, Hagel. That's a good young – I don't know why they're selling out like that. Because you got those two, two like Hall of Famers on the team, like it's kind of unfair. Yeah, so Kaner is plus eight this month on a terrible Blackhawks team. He averaged over twenty-one minutes per game as a forward. That is logging yeah, minutes. That's, a, that's dude. a lot of minutes. Like twenty plus minutes for a forward. What like, Kane? Yeah, twenty-one plus. Yeah, he's out there every they other. They got shift. nobody on that team. That's what I'm saying. He's out there power play. I don't think he kills penalties, but like they're, they're like double shifting him or something, dude. Uh, he's he's really their whole team right now. He's 33 years old. He's aging a little bit, but he's still silky as ever, man. Yep. Like he, he he doesn't get talked about too much anymore just because of like how bad the Blackhawks are. That's why I had to give our boy Kaner some recognition this month. He had a hell of a month. Um, Blackhawks just stink. So like you know, there's really not much to talk about with that team. But yeah, I'm giving Patrick Kane as my high slot player of the month nominee. Those are three solid I, candidates. I want to correct Johnny Gaudreau's stats. I think it's 11 and 15, 26 points, plus nine, too. All three of those guys, they're all deserving of High Slot Player of the Month. So we're leaving it up again to you, the fans, the listeners, to go over to our social media and cast your vote. Who do you think is deserving of High Slot Player of the Month for the month of March? Is it the stud Roman Josie of the Nashville Predators? Is it Johnny Gaudreau from the Flames? Or is it Patrick Kane from the Chicago Blackhawks? Go over to our Twitter or Instagram to vote for this month's High Slot Player of the Month. All right. We just want to quickly uh, keep you up to date in the world of college hockey. The NCAA men's hockey Frozen Four is officially set. The semifinals are going to be Thursday, April 7th, and the national championship is going to be Saturday night, April 9th, at our very own TD Garden here in Boston. The two matchups will feature the Minnesota Golden Gophers versus the Minnesota State Mankato Mavericks. Battle of Minnesota there for the Frozen Four. That's going to be a hell of a game. And then the second matchup is going to be the Michigan Wolverines taking on the University of Denver Pioneers. The college teams from Mass all fought fought hard, but unfortunately, they came up just a bit short. UMass Lowell lost a tight one to Denver by a score of 3-2. The Scholars from Harvard hung with the number one overall seed, Minnesota State, but lost 4-3. UMass Amherst lost a thrilling game to Minnesota. Final score was also 4-3. And uh, UMass Amherst stud Bobby Trevino just just signed with the New York Rangers, I think, today. Yep. Still. 
steal. Yeah, absolute man. steal. Like, I mean, it's he, nasty. Yeah, his uh, his right was he undrafted? Yes. Yeah, he never got drafted. He was dirty last year in the uh, final fro- fi- frozen four. Yeah, he sorry. was MVP, right? Of the yeah, frozen yeah, four. Yeah. MOP. Yeah, that unbelievable. He should have been a Hobie Baker nominee this year. He got robbed. Yeah, that's nuts. I don't he know how robbed. he wasn't even a finalist. Absolutely I, I was robbed. shocked when you told me he wasn't a finalist. I was yeah. like, what? Unbelievable. This kid has four teams yeah. that are trying I, to sign him. I, I think the Rangers, huge steal signing Bobby Trevino. I mean, he's probably going to be in their lineup rest of the year and income playoff time. Where are you going to put opinion. them? They're kind of deep. They now. are deep, but I mean, a player of his skill level, I feel like you got to get him in the mix. Right. Maybe a fourth. Yeah. And then lastly, Northeastern, they lost a heartbreaker to Western Michigan, 2-1 to one in OT. Levi tried playing the puck behind the net. Um, the uh, Western Mish player intercepted it, wrapped it around. Levi sprawled back oh, and, and um, yeah, knocked it Almost away. <laughs> they end up reviewing it after a couple minutes, determined it went over the line. Goal. Absolute heartbreaker for Northeastern. Um, they still don't have a win in um, NCAA tournament, which is shocking oh, to me. Really? Yeah, they, they, they haven't had a win ever. Wow. Sh- yeah, it's pretty yeah, shocking. Only because they got robbed that one year for the COVID year, so they couldn't even play it. Yeah. Yeah. So like that. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. They've had so much I'm success. Surprised. Yeah. They've had. Yeah. Like yeah, right. Yeah, other that, than that. That's what I felt was crazy. It's like that team's been very successful in years past and recently they've been mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. So it kind of shocked me that they've never had a win in the NCAA tournament. I think they've been the best team in town for a couple of years. Yeah. They. Yeah. What they had. Um, four out of the last five bean pots. Yeah. Or three out of the last. Yeah. They've been ruling Boston, dude. They've been ruling. Yeah. It. For sure. Um. So yeah, tough one for Northeastern, but. The good news is for Northeastern that Dunzo announced that he's going to be returning for his senior season next year. He decided not to sign with the Vancouver Canucks. He's coming back to Northeastern. He's chasing a natty. He's chasing a Hobie Baker. Dunzo is back in town. Dunzo. Big for the Huskies. Let's start the Hobie Baker campaign for Dunzo right right now. Let's go. This is it. We're going to be the number one supporters of the the campaign for Dunzo for Hobie Baker next year. Hey, don't worry. Don't worry, Dunzo. Your uh, high slot jersey's coming soon. It's coming. It's on its way. Yeah, we got it. It's being printed as we speak. Um, They also grabbed a um, transfer from uh, Merrimack. He's going to be a grad, uh, grad player. Uh, Liam Walsh, if I'm correct, was big pickup. Yeah. I've seen his uh, highlights. He like he looks good. He posts like a hype video of him going um northeastern, and he that kid is sick. Yeah, he wants to play with Dunzo. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's gonna be chasing, Yo, chasing he's a, a he, Dunzo, the recruiter. Unfinished bit. He's business. a GM of the um, northeastern Huskies. <laughs> Unfinished business for Dunzo, dude. I, I love that move for him. You know, yeah, he could have went to Vancouver. Probably could have played the rest of the season with them there. I mean, he's a great player, especially on the power play. That kid is oh, hell yeah. buries power play goals. One T um, on the on the wing. I think he made the right decision. Come back to Northeastern, get your degree. You know, think of life after hockey because you know that's what you got to think of those things. You're not going to be able to play hockey the rest of your life. Hey, so, he finishes the year, senior year. He gets to sign wherever. Did you just say that? Or? Um, so I think Vancouver will still have his rights oh, okay. for next year, and then he can decide whether whether to sign with them or not. Uh, we'll see. I'm sure he hasn't even thought about that yet. I think he's just pumped that his uh, that he's gonna be staying in Boston. We'll be the first to know. Yeah, we'll let you know. That's that's <laughs> hopefully, for sure. Hopefully, hopefully, we'll, we'll let you all know. Tune the, into what, the high what Dunzo's slot. next move is. <laughs> Tune into the high slot if you guys want to know where Dunzo's yeah. going. Dunzo next. wanted me to let everyone know that he's a big Beebs guy. He was at the concert that night. I saw his Insta story. He, he's a huge <laughs> believer. He loves Beebs. Uh-huh. Believer. <laughs> all right. Moving on to our final and favorite segment. We're going to head over to the gambling corner and highlight some key matchups to end the week 
as well as provide our analysis and give you some of our best bets for these games. To recap last week's records, Bob went 3-3, three and three, Snipsky stole the week 5-1, and one, and I went 4-4. Four and four. I was 4-1 and one heading into the last game on Sunday night. I tripled down the Panthers. They completely screwed me. So I ended up 4-4 four and four in the week. I was one game away from a big week. Um, so to, to highlight the season standings, I'm currently 33-32. and 32. I got to pick it up. I'm barely, barely 500 here. Uh, Snipsky's in the lead right now, 34 and 26. Bob's right on his tail, though, 33 and 24. Yeah, I mean, Vinny are a barn burner lately. Like every week, we're just tailing each other back and forth. <laughs> All right, so why don't we highlight some of these matchups? Uh, looking at Friday night, we got a 9 p.m. game. It's the St. Louis Blues in the Edmonton Oilers. This one's in Edmonton. Edmonton's 38, 25, and 5 on the year, 22 and 12 at home. 7-2-1 in their last 10. They've won two in a row. St. Louis is 37-20-9 on the year. 16-11-5 on the road. 5-3-2 in their last 10. They started to pick it up lately. They've won two in a row. We got the Blues. We got the Oilers. What do you boys think? I don't like the way the Blues have been playing lately. Uh, and like the, like I feel like every single time I, I, um, I pick against the Oilers, they, they uh, bite me in the ass a little bit, uh, to, say, to say the least. But... Uh, yeah, I'll go Oilers here. Uh, I think just because, like, big playoff push. But also, you can say it for the Blues, too, but I think the Oilers are going to – especially, it's a home game for them as well, so I think they'll uh, they'll win that game. I think they'll pull it out. Blues, baby. Let's go, Blues. Vinny loves the Blues. Yo, I love the Blues. They, they betting-wise, love them. Uh, the Oilers are soft. They don't play the same style. I like the Blues, the way they play, like, just their style of play. They're just – bully ball Oilers play a little soft they in their goaltending's not that great if uh St. Louis has Vile Huso in that uh I think they're gonna win definitely this one's tough everything on paper tells me to take the Blues here they have the better you know you know defensive um pairings better goaltending Edmonton's been an absolute mess on the defensive side of things but Edmonton at home is is pretty rock solid. Twenty two and twelve on the year at home, seven two and one their last ten. They've actually been playing pretty well. I think they bounce back after that embarrassing loss against the uh, Calgary Flames in the Battle of Alberta. They got to tighten it up defensively. That was that was atrocious, letting up nine goals, and they were just like back to back to back. Like they they weren't doing anything to stop Calgary. So I'm gonna have to roll with the Oilers here. Blues just I don't know. They look like a depleted team lately. Just, just something about the Blues. I, I don't like them. I, I know they're a strong team, but just I, I don't like the Blues for some reason. Yeah, they're definitely. They're like not flashy. They, yeah. I don't know. I'm going Oilers. It's my pick. Yeah, I just don't like that. I don't like how the Blues have been playing lately. But you never know. They might surprise us. But I don't know. Yeah. All right. Moving on to Saturday. We got a Saturday afternoon three o'clock game. It's a good tilt. We got the Pittsburgh Penguins going to Colorado to take on the Abs. Colorado leads the league um, in points. They're 48, 14, and 6. It's 27, 4, and 3 at home. 7, 2, and 1 in their last 10. They've won two in a row. Pittsburgh, 41, 18, and 10 on the year. 22, 8, and 5 on the road. They're pretty good on the road. 6, 3, and 1 in their last 10. They won their last game. Pens, Avs. Going to be a good game. Afternoon matchup, too. Who do you guys like here? I, I like the Pens in this one. Just because, like, they've just been hot lately and. 
the, the Avalanche seem like they struggle to um, score some goals at times, and especially with Tristan Jari in net. Like, I'm assuming he's going to be in net for that. It's going to be a huge game. And the goals, like, you might as well keep the puck if you score on Tristan Jari at this point. And I just like how, like, the like that trade deadline for the Penguins definitely beefed them up just to play these type, type of teams because, like, Avalanche are fast, so you just got to match their speed. And just all about the neutral zone play, neutral zone play in the – whole entire game that's gonna win win a lose you game so uh i think the pens are a really good match for them and i think they'll pull it out for sure because like they're a good road team snipsky what are you thinking yeah here? no i i agree on this one uh they both teams haven't seen each other yet uh i i think that the pens obviously have better goaltending but they like you know when the east and west first see each other it's the East plays a different game. The West plays more of an open game. I think the Pens are going to play it tight, and they're going to feel – it's going to kind of an under type of game where yeah, it's I probably so, like yeah. two, three to two. So, yeah, I'm, ta- I'm going with Bob. I'm taking the Pens. Yeah, I know you guys highlighted Tristan Jari and how well he's been this year, but Darcy Kemper, dude. Yeah. He's, he's, he's been the best goalie, I'd say, that – in the past month, I, I've just yeah. seen him. Yeah, you're I've, right. I've watched a bit of a bit of the abs lately. In every game, dude, Kemper is just rock solid in net. Mm. I, I can't bet against Darcy Kemper, and I can't bet against the abs at home here. So I'm gonna roll with the abs. I think it's gonna be a very tight game, like you said. I'm saying three two abs in overtime. Give me the abs. Just Darcy Kemper, man, brick wall in net. Pittsburgh, like you said, they did beef up at the trade deadline, got some weapons, but. I don't know. Darcy Kemper just looks solid as, as can be lately. I'm going to go with the abs here. It looks like McKinnon's day-to-day. He's back, confirmed. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's back, back confirmed, right. yeah. And then, like, like the Darcy Kemper thing. So, the abs upgraded so much when they got rid of Grubauer and ended yeah. up getting Kemper. Like, that was, like, such yeah. a steal, dude. Yeah, people didn't realize that. They were kind of like, what, what are they doing there making that move? And it's like, dude. Kemper is nails. And but imagine if, they had, imagine if they had Bauer and Kemper, though, like revolving door. Uh, I know Grubauer is on Seattle now, and they're not great, but he's having a tough year. He got the year. bag. He's yeah. having a tough year. He yeah. got the bag from them, I think. Yeah, they he's chill. He's a big chill. He's, he's a good goaltender. He just, he just got put in a crap situation. So, Well, he put himself there, <laughs> technically. <laughs> So another Saturday night matchup. It's a big tilt. It's the Minnesota Wilds who we talked about earlier. They've been red hot. They're going to Carolina to face on the Canes. Carolina, 45-15-8 on the year, 25-5-4 at home. 4-3-3 in their last 10. They won their last game. Minnesota, they're heating up lately. They're 41-20-5 on the year, 17-13-3 on the road, 7-1-2 in their last 10. Big tilt here. Probably game of the week. Uh, Minnesota Wild in the Carolina Hurricanes. Who you guys like here? You can go first, man. Uh, yeah, so I'm liking the Canes. Uh, I mean, depending on who's net, I don't think it really matters who's in that. Both salt, real solid goaltenders. Like, Flurry in that. Uh, I, it doesn't matter. I think first uh, first tilt, Wild won a, uh, like a tight one, three to two. So I think the Canes remember that one. And they're going to come out and... I think it won't be that close, honestly, but we'll see. They're at home. Like, Canes are at home, too. 25 and 4 at home. Yeah, uh, they're, like, they're I, nails yeah. at home, too. Yeah, and the Wild aren't that great on the road, so. I like uh, Steady Freddy. Steady Freddy. Steady Freddy. He's steady. Um, yeah, so Frederick Anderson and Nett. I love the way he's been playing lately. He's just been an absolute wall in Nett. 
and I'm a huge Canes guy. I, I've been big on the Canes all year. I'm going to take them on this one. I know like the Wild have been playing really well. Both teams have, are like really hot going into this matchup. It's going to be an absolute dogfight. Definitely uh, going to be an under. Especially it's going to be Flower versus Steady Eddie. Steady Freddy. And, uh, it should be. It should be, yeah. That would be an electric game. I can't wait to watch it. I'm going to sit, sit, sit at home and watch it. If I'm the and, Wild, I'm like, Flurry's my, my guy. Like he's got to yeah. start. Yeah, Cam Talbot showed that he's been um showing some improvement ever since he like was in a little slump. But I, I, if I was if I was Dean Evanson, I'd be like, we, we got to go Flower here. Or it's Garen, but he's the one I got well, him. You better play him. Yeah, either or, yeah. either or. Yeah, this is another tough game on betting wise. You know, it's a tough one. Um, we talked about him earlier. The Wild, man, they've been red hot. They've been like the NHL's best team as of late. I got to roll with the Wild, especially if they throw Flurry in that. But like you said, I really don't think it matters Flurry tell, but they've both been lights out. Canes are definitely a tough team to beat at home. Steady Freddy. It's, it's, it's going to be another tight, low-scoring game, I think. Again, I think like a 3-2, maybe an overtime. Um, but I'm going to go with the Wild here. I just like how they're playing lately. They're clicking. Canes have been well. They looked a little shaky last game defensively. And they, I know they're the number one team in goals against this year. I just like the Wild. I think they've been rolling. I think the Wild get an impressive win in Carolina. Yeah, Ronta and Ned, like they all just cancel each other out. Like in that. Yeah, Ronta showed some good promise in um, the crease this year too. So like those are two um, nice little one-two punches going up against each other. So the last game we're going to highlight on Saturday. It's a late night game. Uh, once again, it's the St. Louis Blues. This time they're traveling to Calgary to take on the Flames. Flames are 40-18-9 this year, 21-7-7 seven seven at home, 5-3-2 in their last 10. They've lost two in a row. Uh, St. Louis, we talked about them earlier. They've been playing pretty well lately. Tough. They're on a back-to-back. Got to head to Calgary. Uh, who do you guys like here? You already got your guy. Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Flames all day. Uh, both games have gone over, easy overs. Uh uh, Blues got the last one. And, you know, the, the Flames probably holding the grudge. Yeah, like uh, who, who was that against? We That was a couple weeks ago or last week. The Flames were fa- facing someone that they just lost to and they pumped. Yeah, them. yeah. I, I think it was the Knucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, they're, they're too good. Like the Blues, like like I said earlier, they play bully ball, but like the Flames are like built differently than like an Oilers team where, you know what I mean? Like they're so deep. They have a third, fourth line that can score. Their D is solid. The Markstrom and Net, like, but yeah, no, I'm taking Flames. Flames are holding the garage. They're gonna, it might be tight still, but they're gonna, they're gonna finish. Yeah, I like the Flames here too. I just don't like, I don't think the Blues are gonna finish strong this year. I just don't really yeah, I see. I think it. they're sinking right now. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna finish strong. And they like, really didn't make any moves at the deadline either. They, no, they got Nick Letty. That was it. He's kind of he's aging. Yeah, he's he's aging. on the back nine. I love Nick Letty. Good veteran, it's, great, great locker room guy. He's a good guy to have, but it's like that that's not gonna really make He's not the type of D man you're you're trying to like get at a trade deadline. Like unless you have like really sturdy guys. Yeah, Pareko. Yeah, I like Pareko. Tory Cruz. But like you also Justin Falk. Yeah, you already have a Justin Falk who's kind of the same guy. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't like the way like where like where they're going. Their trajectory's not Going in the direction where I think they're going to go in and beat a Flames team in Calgary. I don't see it happening. I so. just like how they're coached by Barube. And he's a hard-nosed guy. He's calling his guys out in the locker room, this, that, and the other. Like, he, he's up the, his guys' asses. That's why I don't think they're going to flop totally. I think they're going to win some games at the end of the year. But Yeah, two well-coached teams. You got Daryl Sutter on the other bench barking at him and, uh, uh, on the Flames side. So 
Yeah, it's gonna be um, a well fought. I think it's gonna be a well fought battle, but I think the Flames are gonna, are gonna Flames prevail. at home. They're gonna prevail. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with the boys here. It's a consensus. Consensus. Oh, it's a consensus. I was waiting for um, our first consensus. I was yeah, kind of getting, getting worried, boys. We haven't had one all night. This is it. <laughs> this is the consensus. I'm rolling with the Flames here. Um, it seems easy to me. I'm not gonna get cute here. It's a tough spot for the Blues playing back to back. They got Edmonton on Friday. And then they got to go play Calgary, two two good teams, two solid teams. I think it's going to take a lot out, out of them um, with the travel, with uh, battling against Edmonton on Friday. And then Flames at home, like you guys said. Like Flames at home, they're rolling. They've lost two in a row too. So you know Daryl Sutter is going to be up their ass and be like, boys, yeah. we got to bounce back here. Can't lose three in a row at this point in the year. Um, with playoffs right around the corner, you lose three in a row in a series, it's over. Yep. Right, you can't be losing back to back to games like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's easy. I think it's a bounce back for the Flames. Give me the Flames. It's a consensus for the boys. Let's go. Ring the bell. Ring it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last game we're gonna highlight. It's a Sunday night game. Uh, it's once again the Minnesota Wild, but this time they're facing off against the Washington Caps in D.C. Caps. They're currently wild card two. They're thirty seven, twenty one, and ten on the year. Sixteen, fourteen, and five at home. Six, three, and one. Their last ten. They lost their last game. Uh, Minnesota. We talked about them earlier. How well they've been playing. Um, but tough. They're on a back to back. Who do you guys like? Minnesota or the Caps? All right, go man. You know you. Yeah. No. You say who was on a back to back? Minnesota. They got Car- uh, Carolina on Saturday and then Washington on Sunday. Ooh. All right. Yeah. No. That's. Well, the, the Caps are struggling big time. Uh, I want to take the Wild. I think I think I'm just gonna. I think I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna go with the Caps. I'm taking it. I'm going with the Caps. I'm so torn on this one because the Caps are struggling struggling hard. But this is gonna be my one risky one. I'm gonna take the Caps to grind it out. Even though they're not great at home, the Wild are all right uh, on the road. I'm just going to go on a limb on this one. I'm going to take the Caps. I think the Wild are going to take a loss. And uh, who, who are they playing before? Like, they got Carolina on Saturday Yeah, so night. I think they're going to lose to Carolina, and they're going to go into uh, – and they're going to be, like, pretty pissed off about that loss, and they're going to go in and they're going to pump the Capitals. So you're going Wild? Uh, yeah, I'm going Wild. Wild, yeah. all right. Yeah, tough one again. Everything's telling me wild here. I think it's too obvious. I'm gonna go Caps. Yeah. I, I think I ca- Caps need this one. They, yeah, it, yeah, they definitely need wins, but I don't think they're gonna beat the Wild. It uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a tall order to beat Minnesota, who's been playing so well. But yeah, just for some reason, I'm gonna go Caps. It's a gut feeling. Yeah, trust, trust <laughs> your gut. Too. Um, yeah, give me the Caps. They, they need this one, and I just I hate teams on a back to back. It just seems like they're almost at a disadvantage. So, yeah, Minnesota, they got Carolina. That's going to be a dog fight on Saturday night. They, and then they got to go play the Caps, who are no slouches either. Um, I think the Caps catch the Wild off guard here, and they get a dub. I think the Wild could beat the Canes on Sunday and be hung over. Like, not hung that, over, but literally, like, have process, a yeah. – That's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, honestly, it's too obvious here. And I'm, like, thinking the Wild could beat the Canes by a goal and then be all, like, hung over. Like, not actually hung over, but, like, winning hung over and then just sleep against yeah, the Cavs. That's my yeah. thought process. I picked Wild on Saturday, so I think they get that dub. And then, yeah, they're just a bit, you know, not necessarily hung over. But, yeah, like, yeah. They, they just are sleeping a little bit here. So I'm going to go Caps. So those are the uh, our five picks for this week. Um, fit, tail them, fade them, do what you want. We've all been pretty solid this year. 
So I'm going to leave that up to you, the listeners. Um, also, be sure to check us out on our social media for our official Professor of Pucks picks. That's where we all kind of collab, come together with one nightly pick for you guys. Um, those have been pretty solid too. So do what you want with the picks. You can tail us. You can fade us. We don't care. <laughs> we really don't care. Yeah. We're just trying there, to make a, you some money. There's a lot of people on Twitter that are just absolutely coming after us on like the whole gambling um, t- Twitter sphere. We don't give a shit. <laughs> We we're literally just a lo- we're just a local hockey podcast just making gambling picks, and yeah, like we like we like to poke fun at people. If you're too sensitive, just don't, just yeah. don't. If you can't take the heat. Get out of the kitchen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, dude, there's people like threatening us over Twitter, over like just like it's comedy though. over and it. over. Yeah, yeah. The, amount like, of, the amount of Twitter beefs I've got in over the past like week or so, I'd live for that stuff. So yeah. if you're gonna come at yeah. us, you best not miss, dude. Because I'm coming right back. At yeah, you. yeah. We're, Jay Bud's burner is coming at you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we got the war yeah. coming. Don't make Jay Bud's break out the burner. Right? That's all. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's all fun and games. It's gambling, you know? dude. We're not sharps. We don't have like a um, a system that you know, like has percentages. It's really just our hockey knowledge or our gut feelings. Yeah. We're three hockey brains. We come together. We're trying to put some money in your pocket. Um, you know, we're not forcing you to take these picks. So don't don't get mad and don't come at us if they lose because this is what I've seen. We we give out a losing pick. People are like, oh, dude, what the hell, dude? Like, what was that? <laughs> and then we win and it's crickets. It's like yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like, and then if you're gonna pick and choose when to follow us and it's a loser, it's like all right, like then like. Tail us all the time then because our record's winning. In the long term, we've been winning. Um, it just is what it is. I think it's funny how upset people get about it. Yeah. It's like we're t- I'm taking these picks too. We're taking these picks. Yeah. Like yeah. We're not just like you know throwing out you know darts. Like you know, we're, we're putting in the time. We're putting in the effort. We're doing the research. We're putting our own money on it. So you know, do what you want. <laughs> yeah, like there's one guy that like his name is Rico Robot. Shout out Rico. 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 And Rico. Yeah, he uh, – he like made a pick. I forget the like, pick was like the lightning like over or something like that. And he like he tagged us in his tweet with like whoever we had beef with and uh, whatever because we we're all like kind of just like collaborating pit um collabing picks or whatever. And then like on the way inside here, dude, I like I look at my phone. I get my phone buzzed. It's from Twitter and uh, some kid that's just like part of like the army that was against us last week goes, "Oh fuck that podcast!" <laughs> and, and, and dude, I was laughing so hard. Nasty. I'm, I was like that kid really went out of his way just to like smear our like pod. That's hilarious. But you know, all publicity is good publicity, I guess. Yeah. yeah at this point, you know, I'm yeah. coming. we need it. We'll take it. All right. So before we sign off today, Bob wants to educate us with his fun fact of the day. When I read this earlier, it like pissed me off because like just like it's so nuts. Like people are going to hear this like, oh, yeah, that's that's tough. So the average person will spend six months of their life waiting for red lights to turn green. Oh, my God. Dude, six months of your life gone just because you're sitting at a red light waiting for it to turn green. Isn't that fucked? I feel like Quincy too has some brutal red lights and people know what they are. Like you're sitting at that red light and you're like, dude, this thing like takes like 10 minutes for it to change. Yeah. And then it's like, it's green for two seconds and red again. Like one car gets through yeah. the end of section. You're like, what the hell, dude? There dude. was yeah, you go there. driving through Boston, dude. That's, oh, that's, yeah. that's the one. Like, dude, I get anxiety every time I have to drive to Boston. But I don't sucks. know how you drive in the city every day. That's it blows. Sure. I lose my mind. I, I, I literally just lose my fucking mind dude if you have to be at work at like eight o'clock oh you're all done in boston or something dude like you might as well like not even drive yeah. you might as well like eat, like get on the train or something that's a joke like yeah and people know mass holes we're just like 
with like wicked aggressive drivers too. So like everyone's just like pissed oh, yeah, and honking horns. Dude, the other morning when it was snowing, I almost got in like eight different accidents. Oh, dude, yeah. And then like the second it rains or snows, people forget how to drive, dude. They're driving fucking like joke. absolute morons. Oh, out dude, there. raining? Like, fucking joke. Raining might be worse because like people are just like, don't know how to use their windshield wipers. They put them on like, what, like once, like once, like every five minutes. It's like, yo, turn that shit up, dude. Like, let's let's <laughs> yeah. keep, let's go. You can see, dude. Yeah, you like, got someone just like ripping like forty in the left lane. You're like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah, like, yeah. like on the highway. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. get out of the way, dude. There was one time I was driving in Uber, and this is when I uh, used to, used to work at an ambulance company. I was driving down this uh this one. I forget the name of the street. But it was like, it's like kind of a busy street going to like one of the strip malls down in like Woburn. Dude, one of the lights like broke and it was stuck on red. And I was like probably the fifth car in line. And like, it's a busy street. So there was like probably 30 cars behind me. And I'm just like, all right, this is a long ass light, dude. 10 minutes, I'm not even kidding. 10 minutes goes by. I'm like, yo, like what the people, people are beeping, screaming. Like, 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 like it was my fault. And I was just like, fuck this. And I like backed up and like, I had a backup camera, like was like this close to the, to the car behind me. And I just whipped it out. And I was like, and I just like pray to God, no one was coming the other, the other way. And I just fucking like whipped out. And everyone was like screaming at me. Like, I'm like, why? Why? Cause I made the right move or whatever. Kids in the biggest, like, like car or whatever, truck ambulance, just fucking Busting by people, you should have just thrown the uh, fucking lights on. Sa- lights on. Said emergency, bang. No, I don't even. Dude, I don't even know how to do that, dude. It was so funny. So I was driving through Boston. Uh, you know what Boston here and I is like, um, near like uh Northeastern and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's like Huntington Ave. Oh, yo, no, I service that place. I, lab coats. Yeah, That's so all, yeah. so yeah. that place is a nightmare, bro. That's where the Green Line and everything's going through, dude. <laughs> I'm driving this ambulance and they have like a thing called a preset. So if you like honk the horn, the, all the like the bells and whistles go off, dude. And it's like wicked loud, like all this shit. Dude, I didn't know that. That's when I first started working at the company I was at. I was like, this is probably like a year and a half ago. Dude, I'm sitting there and uh, you know, a bunch of people don't know how to drive in Boston. So close to like absolutely just like, like just sideswiping the ambulance I'm in, dude. I slam on the fucking horn. All the bells and whistles go off, like woo, 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 all this stuff, like lights go off, like all the shit, dude. Mad traffic, like five o'clock, wicked, like a wicked amount of traffic, dude. And then like everyone just tries to get out of my way and shit. I'm like, I am so sorry. I don't know how to turn this off, dude. I didn't, I didn't even know how to turn it off, dude. I, I was do freaking that all out the time because, like, because the thing is, it's against the law, dude. If you just like have the, the lights on and like they find out, like you caught whatever, just somehow like they like pull you over and like question you and they're like, oh, you're going to an emergency, like nah, they can get in trouble for that. And I was like freaking out, dude. I'm like slamming buttons, dude. There's a whole panel in front of me i'm just like fucking like high five and buttons <laughs> finally figured it out though but yeah that was an absolute sweat that shit was crazy damn so yeah six months of your life wasted sitting at red lights yeah dude yeah. That, when i read that i just like had like i like i already had anxiety that's shady not I, to mention waiting in lines too that's yeah. gonna be years oh yeah yeah that's gotta be i already months. i already had anxiety this morning from just being wicked hung over from last night and i read that i was like oh my god i gotta think about that now <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> i was I like got, what the fuck i got a live update on the st louis edmonton game that we picked oh let's go yeah one nothing oilers let's go yeah I'm, I'm down. I'm down right now. Vinny's down bad. Yeah, you know how it is. They <laughs> they score first and then fire lit up under the underneath the Blues ass. Hopefully, and the Red Wings and centers are tied one one. I'm going into the third, so we got to sweat that out, boys. Oh, that's a sweat. Sweaty. That's the biggest sweat tonight. I think we picked those sweat. Oh, of course we did. Yeah, I feel like we <laughs> we know. Oh, dude, the Islanders up three nothing yeah, on the rags. That's, that's kind of a lock underdog wow. right there too. 
Yeah, we got to catch those games. So I think that just about wraps it up for today. As always, we would like to thank our producer, Hedge Better Industries. They continue to revolutionize the sports betting industry. So if you haven't already, you got to go check them out over at www.hedgebetter.com. That's www.hedgebetter.com. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for tuning in to the High Slot Podcast. Be sure to go check us out on Twitter and Instagram at High Slot Podcast. Swing us a follow and you'll see more daily hockey content. So I think that's about it. So we want to thank you and we'll see you next time. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Appreciate it. Peace.